Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that we've actually talked about a little bit in one form or another on episode 93, where we interviewed Robin Pollack and episode number 168 with Liz Travis Allen. We talked just a little bit about, in those situations, diversity and inclusion. And today, we're actually going to talk about accessibility, especially when it comes to websites in financial services. And I'm really excited about this. This is something I know absolutely nothing about. And we have a true expert on Natalie Hadley, who she's the vice president of Outlook Business Solutions. Uh, Please make sure you follow her on LinkedIn. She's got great information that's out there. And we're also going to have some good contact information that you can get from her as we continue to uh, get to know each other today. Natalie, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to learning from you. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be here. Well, I start off all of these with the same question, which is tell me your history. How did you get involved with Outlook Business Solutions? And, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. So I actually got a a master's degree in communications after getting a bachelor's in journalism. And I worked for a brief time for a business publication in Omaha and moved from there into financial services. Worked for a mall regional broker dealer in Omaha that at that time was owned by Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company. And I worked in communications there, did a lot of everything, a little bit of marketing material forms. I even wrote policies and procedures for for the company. I moved from uh, that firm to doing some freelance work for a few years and then ended up at Securities America is also located in Omaha and started there as a copywriter and moved up um, to a position of director of marketing and communications uh, after 12 and a half years. And in that role, I was working with a team of about seven marketers at the company and we were marketing Securities America to financial advisors. So uh, that's how I ended up in the industry. In 2018, I decided to make a career change, and I joined Outlook Nebraska, and Outlook Nebraska is a nonprofit affiliated with the National Industries for the Blind, and Outlook Nebraska makes toilet paper and paper towels for the federal government, so we're very popular right now. Outlook Nebraska focuses on um, creating earning opportunities for people who are visually impaired and blind. And they've been doing that for about 20 years. A few years ago, the executives at Outlook Nebraska and the board of directors uh, had a conversation about how could they create more knowledge-based jobs for people with visual impairment. So most of the jobs in Outlook Nebraska are actual hands-on manufacturing. So we have machine operators and we have uh, people who pack product and, and get it ready to ship out. And those are all, most of those are manual labor jobs. Um, we do have people with visual impairment in areas like accounting and human resources and sales, but those positions aren't very scalable. You only need so many people in accounting, you only need so many people in human resources. So the organization uh, looked at other NIB agencies and decided to start a contact center. And the contact center um, was very small to begin with. and 
um, was having a little bit of trouble getting off the ground. So um, to try to wrap up a long story, um, I was asked to lead Outlook Business Solutions. And we are a subsidiary of Outlook Collaborative and a sister company now to Outlook Nebraska. And our focus is on creating earning opportunities for knowledge-based workers who are visually impaired. So how do we translate this into uh, to, to, to financial services and to, into marketing and to our listening audience? I mean, is, is there a market out there for what you're talking about? There's a significant market. You know, part of my role at Securities America was to work with financial advisors on, on their marketing and help them look at niche markets and underserved markets in their communities. And I always chuckled because advisors, I would say, so what's your target market? And they would say retirees and anybody who's getting ready to retire. And that always made me laugh because I, I think your alternative is death if you're not retired or preparing to retire. So where financial services is kind of missing the mark is there's a lot of discussion in people who have a niche market in maybe serving the families of people who have disabilities. But we don't talk a lot about serving the needs of working adults with disabilities. So this market is sizable. One in four Americans identifies as having a disability. And when you look at the disposable income of those working age adults with disabilities, it is equal to the African-American market and the Hispanic market. But when you look at the discretionary income of working age adults with disabilities, it's about $21 billion, which is greater than the African-American and Hispanic markets combined. So that brings us to accessibility. And accessibility um, becomes an issue because so much of what consumers do today, it doesn't matter if they're shopping for a vehicle or they're shopping for toilet paper or they're shopping for financial services, people will do a lot of their research and a lot of their buying and make a lot of the buying decision from what they learn online. And when those channels are not accessible, then we're missing that whole market, uh, that $21 billion market. So that, that is a huge market. Goodness gracious, I had absolutely no idea that the market was that large. But, you know, there are some advisors today who still don't even have a mobile responsive component to their website where you can't look at uh, their website on a phone. Uh, you know, we're seeing this unbelievably large marketplace that you just described that's billions of dollars of opportunity for our uh, listeners in order for them to really help an underserved marketplace. One, where do you begin uh, with this to try to make your internet experience for for people who have disabilities even greater or, or more accessible and usable? And then two, how do you convince some advisors who are like, ah, eh, the internet's still a thing that's not really a thing? So um, I'm gonna ask, answer the, the second question first, which is advisor at this stage in the game and especially with COVID and the, the big shift to people working remotely and doing doing even their grocery shopping online. Advisors who do not have responsive websites, who do not have accessible websites are going to be left out of the market. Uh, that's just the way the world has moved. And if you, you've got to move with it. 
So I think if advisors who choose not to um, get current with their website, to not invest in making it responsive on a mobile device, who do not invest in making it accessible with adaptive technology, really have just spoken to the market and said, we're not going to grow. We're just going to step back and not participate. Um, making a website accessible, to go to your first question, doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be expensive. That's one of the misnomers that's out or the misconceptions that's out there based on some of the trial law and some of the lawsuits that have happened about website accessibility is that it's going to be overly burdensome on a company to make a site accessible. One of the most common problems with a website is really very simple. Companies do not put in alt text for their images. So um, a person using screen reader software, for example, when the screen reader software gets to an image, it's, it identifies it as an image. And so it will actually, a voice will say image. And then if there's no image there, or if the image tag has just been left as image 2.00.jpg, uh, then that's exactly what the screen reader is going to read. So if you have a photo of a middle-aged couple enjoying early retirement on the beach, that visual, that feeling, and that emotion is completely missing for a person using adaptive technology. Hmm. So websites or images are really one of the easiest fixes on a website and a good place to start. Wow. I'm sorry. That just, that, that's making me pause here because I'm, I mean, how many people, Natalie, have that function? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how do I even check or, yeah, goodness gracious, the image thing, that's so smart. Yeah. Having a really <laughs> great description. I mean, so how, how many people have this? Is is this like nobody's got this or do you have any stats on any of that stuff? I don't have any stats on alt text on images, but it is one of the most common errors that uh, testers get when they're testing a site for compatibility with adaptive technology. And there are a number of devices now that are coming with native adaptive technology. So I believe that app, I'm not an Apple user, but I believe that Apple, the iPhones now, have a screen reader built into them. An easy way for sighted people uh, to think about this is the advancement of voice command, right? So we all are now used to using Alexa or Siri or any of those other programs where we can speak to the program, we can ask it a question, we can actually ask it to do a task and it will respond. Well, that's the same software that is used by a person with disabilities who can't run a mouse or a keyboard. So when you think of it in those terms, um, it becomes a little easier to understand that if you could not, if you had only voice to use to control your web browsing, you could not use a mouse and you could not use a keyboard, then you understand how important it is for everything to be labeled correctly and things to be program correctly so that adaptive technology will work. Hmm. Okay. So you just, you, you, you've spoken 
marketing and top advisor marketing magic on a couple of pieces here. The first one is that <laughs> working with retirees over the age of 65 or people who are about to retire is not a niche. So I have 100, we've had, and that's a brilliant statement and I'm never going to say that too many times on this podcast. So there's number one. Number two, this is a huge market. Uh, that is underserved, especially for the families of people who have disabilities. But number three, Natalie, let's talk about solutions here. You know, so how does an advisor one find out if they do, if they, they do have this stuff built in? Uh, and then number two, if they don't, what in God's name should they do? So uh, accessibility testing is definitely a growing field. And we're going to see it grow even more since the um, October decision by the Supreme Court of the United States not to hear the case against Domino's Pizza. The Supreme Court not hearing that case lets the circuit court decision stand, which found against Domino's. And it was something really simple. It was the fact that a blind person went to the Domino's site, could not use the site to order a pizza. And when he called, to order the pizza, he wanted to use one of the coupons that was on the website. And they would not allow him to use that coupon because he was not ordering via the website. So accessibility testing is a growing area and there are a lot of companies out there that are offering this and, and Outlook Business Solutions is one of those companies. So there is software that you can get that will crawl the code and, and compare the code against the guidelines in the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines 2.0. And that's not a legal regulation, it's a, an industry best practices list of what needs to happen in the code on the website to make it accessible. The problem with the software is that it's only going to catch maybe 30% of the errors in your site. So you really need a human tester who uses adaptive technology in their everyday life to review your website and, and identify the problems that they have in accessing it. Nucleus Research did a study last year and I found that among uh, blind users of websites, two thirds will abandon a tra transaction halfway through or partially the way through because they've met a roadblock in the accessibility. So the first step for an advisor is Get somebody who knows adaptive technology and uses it every day to review your website and identify any problems. One of my favorite questions to ask on a podcast is, what am I missing? Like, Natalie, what, what, what should I have asked you already? Or, you know, I prepare for these podcasts and I get all excited about having people on. And then I get to a point where I think to myself, you know, I'm sure I've missed a question or two. What, what should I have asked you to really highlight not just the importance, but how an advisor can implement this into their practice? So the, the financial needs of a person with disabilities may or may not be much different than, than a, a client without disabilities. I think one of the stumbling blocks is advisors think that they have to completely redo or rethink how they operate their practice to serve those with disabilities. And, and that's not true. I think the other thing that that the industry needs to be aware of is, is knee-jerking responses to lawsuits. So as I mentioned, the number of lawsuits is increasing dramatically. In 2016, there were 262 lawsuits over website accessibility. That grew to 2,235 in 2018. There was a little bit of a drop-off in 2019 while everybody kind of held their breath waiting on the Supreme Court 
to see what the Supreme Court would do about the Domino's case. As soon as that Supreme Court ruling came down that they would not hear that case, um, the number of lawsuits over website accessibility started to go up again, and we're expecting it to probably um, be in the mid-2000s this year. But in reviewing some of the content throughout the industry media and the responses from advisors about these lawsuits, they can come across as a bit tone deaf. When I saw a, a recent story about a major brokerage being sued for their website not being accessible, um, there were a number of comments from advisors about frivolous lawsuits, about the evils of class action lawsuits, that these were gotcha lawsuits where you know, lawyers were just going through a list of business websites and looking for sites that weren't accessible so they could file lawsuits. There was even the suggestion that a person who was blind who was suing this brokerage, well, why didn't she just have someone read her account statements to her? Mm. And having been in the industry for so long and having met many, many wonderful financial advisors over the years, I so cringed when I read that. And, and honestly, it made me really angry that this was dismissed by, and obviously on website, website comments, you often get the most, uh, you get fringes, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm not implying that this is the, the overarching sentiment among advisors, but, but advisors need to look at this as, as a place where they are lacking in their skill set and in their customer service to potential clients. It's no. not a gotcha situation. Well, Natalie, I, I, you just triggered something that I want to highlight, which is, you know, a, as a as a marketing company and as a person who's coached and consulted for so long, so much of what our advisors do is visual. I mean, goodness gracious, the freaking financial plans have charts and graphs and projections and all of those sorts of things. That doesn't, that's not a deliverable that people, you know, especially with, uh, you know, visual disabilities would be able to consume at all. Right. That is a problem. And, and in fact, when I transitioned from financial services to working with people who are blind, that was very difficult for me because I am a very visual person. I'm the draw it on a whiteboard person. But we have to realize that not everybody consumes content in that way. So we need to practice skills of explaining those financial concepts in a way that doesn't rely on visuals, um, in a way that is more explanatory. So, you know, we're, we've gotten used to Zoom and we've gotten used to screen sharing. But imagine if you had to um, deliver a, a financial report to a client over the phone without that client having a copy of the, of the report in front of them or being able to share a screen with them. How mm. would you explain those financial concepts? How would you explain uh, the charts that are in the financial report? So that would, that's a great skill for advisors to practice if they want to tap into this market. Now, We've been talking a lot about people with visual impairment, but there are other types of disabilities as well that need accessibility uh, consideration. Video has gotten huge in the financial advisor space as have podcasts like yours. Best practice for the hearing impaired, make sure that you have either closed captioning so they can read what's being said 
or you have a transcript available so that they can read it rather than hearing what's going on. And again, the, the, those with a physical disability where, where they're not able to use a mouse or a keyboard, we need to be looking at websites and seeing, well, is there a lot of click here, you know? And you can click using voice command, but, mm -hmm. but to have the right coding on the site. So just looking at those experiences. You just, you just said something that makes me very, very happy and, and uh, something I wasn't aware that I should be proud of. But part of our service here at Top Advisor Marketing, when we do podcasts for all of our clients, we transcribe everything. So, so every single solitary one of our clients has a transcript, an edited transcript that is easier to read or to have read to you from a... Uh, from every single solitary episode that we do. So when we were preparing for this podcast, Natalie, I'm like, man, we're going to get tore up on this because I don't think we're doing, <laughs> you know, some of the things that we need to do. And there are definitely things that we at Top Advisor Marketing need to implement from, from you know, learning from you today. But I'm really happy that the, at least the client-facing material that we provide to our actual clients do allow not just visually impaired, but hearing impaired people and the sites that we syndicate to also have a lot of these at least ADA uh, compliant pieces so that they can be navigated in a way that uh, people who do have um, some sort of disability can uh, still access the thought leadership uh, of, of advisors. So that, that makes me happy. It's a kind of a double-edged sword. All right. If somebody wants to reach out to you, which I'm sure that there are going to be people who do, what is the best way for them to reach out to you to take advantage of uh, you being able to help them get, uh, you know, kind of really in line with where they need to be. Sure. So our website is outlookbiz.co, not .com. Uh, or they can email me directly at n-h-a-d-l-e-y at outlookbiz.co. Magnificent. I'll give my phone number out. Um, my phone number direct line is 531 365-5347. And we are more than happy to do what we call a free red, yellow, green assessment of a website. And that's basically we have one of our, our adaptive technology trainers use adaptive technology to try to access the website, just as a cited uh, client would. And we come back and give you a red, yellow, or green. Green being your site is completely accessible. All your alt tags are there. We had absolutely no problem navigating. Yellow being, there are a few issues. Uh, maybe there are some buttons that aren't labeled. Maybe there's some images that aren't labeled. But overall, a person with uh, using adaptive technology can still navigate through the site. Red means the site is completely inaccessible. And oddly, one of the big red flags, one of the big blockers, is if you have a rotating image or carousel at the top of your website, um, if not coded correctly, it will send the screen reader software into a, a loop where it just keeps reading those same photos or those same slides over and over, and it can't get through the rest of the site. So that would be a, a red review. And we offer that with no obligation. And if we find problems, we are happy to do a, a deeper dive into the website and, and consult with the advisor to, to identify what is not accessible and to give recommendations on how to remediate that. Well, Natalie, thank you so much. This was eye-opening, wonderfully educational, and thank you very much for your passion to make sure that financial advisors are really truly serving as many people as they possibly can. 
You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Natalie Hadley, Vice President, Outlook Business Solutions. We will make sure that all of those, not only phone numbers, but her email address and the website are in the show notes. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you have a podcast topic idea or a guest idea that you think that we should tackle here on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, all you have to do is email me, Matt, at topadvisorm.com. And we will go ahead and put them through our process to make sure that we have the best of the best clients and guests for you so that you can truly be your own loud and market like a champ. So for everybody at Outlook Business Solutions, Natalie, and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.